This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So as we continue the series of messages on everyday miracle, today we are going to see yet another miracle that Jesus performed when he was on the face of this earth. As we said already very clearly, the miracles Jesus performed, they tell us today that Jesus has the ultimate authority of everything on this earth. Authority over nature, authority over sicknesses, authority over death, and authority over demons. And as we do this series on Everyday Miracle, we are trying to answer a question. Why we don't see such supernatural miracles today in our churches? And we keep on you know, listing a couple of things as we study the miracles that Jesus performed in the context of it. Also trying to understand the steps that led Jesus to perform those miracles. And as we study every miracle, we are trying to bring those steps or bring those aspects of that miracles that eventually led Jesus Christ to perform those miracles. And last three weeks, we saw a couple of miracles that Jesus performed that demonstrated his ability or his authority over nature, his authority over sickness, and his authority over death. And today, we are going to see another miracle that shows his authority over demons. Jesus' authority over demons. And today we believe that God has given us, given the church, the same authority that what Jesus has over the demonic powers of this world. So we are going to read from Mark chapter 5. If you can turn with me quickly to Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 13. Or you can follow the screen. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with his shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. Verse 6, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I implore you, you by God, that you do not torment me. Verse 8, For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swines were feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter them. Verse 13 says, And at once Jesus gave them permission. 
Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So what we just read was a miracle that Jesus performed. And scripture says, as his names go by, we find out there are legion that represents 3,000 to 6,000 soldiers of a Roman army. So there were around 3,000 to 6,000 spirits were there in this one man. You know, such a demon-possessed man he was on the day when he had that encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we, as we try to understand how that miracle took place on that day, what really led Lord Jesus to perform that miracle? Let's go back to Mark again, chapter 5. Let's read verses 6 and 7. Maybe verse 6. Scripture says, When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice. Let's read another parallel from Luke chapter 8, verse 28. Luke chapter 8, verse 28. The same story here. Scripture says, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him. When he saw Jesus. The first step that led that miracle to happen on that day was the demon-possessed man saw Jesus. The demon-possessed man saw Jesus. The moment he saw Jesus, scripture says, he cried out with a loud voice. The first step of that miracle on that day, the demon saw Jesus and they realized that it was Jesus. You know, today demons know if we are children of God because they know Jesus. And scripture says once we accept Jesus Christ, once we become children of God, who lives in us? Who lives in us? Who lives in us? Jesus. I'm not going to leave you if you, tell, if you respond me, you respond back to me. Christ Jesus lives in us. And when demon looks at somebody, who he, they are going to see? They are going to Jesus, see Jesus who is living in us. On the day the deliverance came because the demons, scripture says, they saw Jesus. The demons also know if we don't have Christ within us. They know if we have Christ within us. They also know if we do not have Christ within us. The moment they realize that we don't have Christ within us, scripture says they will overpower us. They will take possession into a life which is not having Christ within. There was an you know, instant incident took place in the city of Ephesus, as Paul was ministering in the city of Ephesus. Let's, it's very interesting. Let's turn to Acts chapter 19. Let's read a couple of verses there. Acts chapter 19, verses 11 to 16. I want you to listen to this very carefully and follow this and understand. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Acts 19, 11. So that even... Handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, 
and the evil spirits went out of them. Paul was ministering and they were you know, taking the kerchief, handkerchief of Paul and throwing that handkerchief over the sick and the demon possessed and there were healing taking place. Verse 13. Then some of them ignorant Jewish exorcists who drives demons or who drives evil. They are called exorcists. They took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. You know what the evil spirits did? And the evil spirit answered and said, <clears throat> What did they say? Jesus I know and Paul I know. But who are you? You know, somebody there thought they can also cast the evil spirits out. And they said, as if Paul was doing, they said, in the name of Jesus, we are coming against you. And the demon be cast out. But you know what the spirit said? The spirit answered saying that Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Then the men in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of this house naked and wounded. You know, you see anybody trying to use the name of the Lord, if they do not have Jesus Christ within themselves, if they, not, they are not anointed with the Holy Spirit, the demons will always overpower. In verse 15 as we read, the evil spirit answered saying, Jesus I know, Paul I know. Who are you? Who was Paul? Scripture says the same chapter, chapter 19, verse 6. When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. He was such a powerful man of God. He was anointed man of God. The spirit, the evil spirit, the demon knew very well about Paul. The evil spirit knew very well about Jesus, but not somebody who is not having Jesus. You know, today miracles happen if the demons see Jesus in our lives. Today demons will leave and people will be delivered if we carry Jesus in our lives. You know, I don't want to say this, but I'm just saying this because it, it is in this context. You know, I remember my earlier days of ministry in Kerala. You know, once when I was praying for a demon-possessed boy, there were five demons came out of that boy as we were praying overnight over him. And the demons spoke to me saying that, I know you. Now these are the words exactly the demon told me. I know you. Most of the time we don't want to speak to the demons, but then you know that day we end up in hearing a little bit from the demon. He said, the demon said, I know you. Then I asked him, that boy, how do you know me? And the demon spoke through that boy saying that I used to see you walking by my temple in the mid of the night. And that was true. Now in those days, in my summer vacations, when I visit my parents' house in Kerala in the tea estate, I used to go for the ministry. It's a kind of village ministry. Go and meet people, the laborers who are working in the tea estate to share the gospel. We, me and uh, a couple of other people that we used to go and visit. Now, most of the time, we missed the last Jeep trip. You know what I'm talking about? The Jeep trip, which comes, Jeep is a shuttle vehicle, which brings people from one place to another place to my home in the T-Estate. So most of the time, we used to miss that. 
then I need to walk for one to one and a half hours through the forest and the, through the tea estate in the mid of the night. We can see jackals running there. You know, we don't see any people, any human there, but we see all the animals. I enjoy walking in the mid of the night in the moonlight in, through the tea, you know, tea plantation. And as I walk, there are a couple of temples on the way, so we need to cross those temples. And I keep singing and, you know, c coming and standing and praying and all, do all these things and because it's a total freedom, nobody sees, right? So do this. And this demon, it was a god worshipped by a group of people. I don't want to name that god, you know, all know, know, know the, the goddesses, in fact. And this she, the demon, who was watching me sitting from the temple and now speaking through that voice, saying that I know you because you're walking through in front of my temple in the mid of the night. If we are children of God, demons very clearly know who we are because they recognize Jesus who is living within us. You know, demons are not really scared of us, but demons are really scared of Lord Jesus Christ because he crushed the head of Satan at the cross. So the first step of the miracle on the day that brought deliverance to this demon possessed, the moment he opened his eyes, he saw Jesus in front of him. You know, today that's what people are trying to look at from our lives. If they can find our lives, Jesus in our lives, there will be deliverance in their lives. So the seeing Jesus brought a great deliverance in the life of the, that, that demon-possessed man. Let's continue to read from Mark chapter 5. Let's read verses 6 and 7 once again. Let's go back to Mark chapter 5. Verse 6, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he worshipped him. First of all, he saw Jesus and then what he said, he and he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? The second step that led towards that great miracle on the day, as the demon said, what have I to do with you, Jesus? In other words, Jesus had nothing in common with the, the demon. Jesus had nothing in common with the demon. Demon said, what have I to do with you? You know, today demons will run. Demons can be cast out of people if we do not have anything common with the demon. Let's go a little further. If we have something in common with the demon, we cannot really cast out, of a, uh, cast out a demon. You know, today many Christians are powerless. At times, you know, we become effectless simply because we carry something which is common between us and the demon. If we have something which is common between us and demon, demons, they claim over our lives. There is nothing we can do about There are people demons possess today. We are not able to do anything over them because there is something which is common between us and the demon possessed. But scripture says, and in fact the devil says, Jesus had nothing that the devil can have a hold on him. The devil is having a hold in our lives. No matter how much we pray, no matter how, you know, how much we do for God, live for God, we don't see deliverance until we have something common that is between demon and our lives. The devil is holding our lives, you know, our lives, and we lose protection of God at times in our lives 
Because there is something which is common between the demon and our lives. The devil is hold, having a holding hold in our lives and we become powerless and ineffective for God because there is something which is common. Now today we need to understand if there is something which is common between my life and satanic things, we need to get out of it. Now I just want to give some of the tips here as it may help us. You know, I want to tell you that the way devil works. You know, devil is real and the satanic powers are real and the possession of demon in somebody's life is real today. And devil gets get easily attracted by at least three things. Number one, devil gets attracted by objects. Objects and pictures that resemble idols. Idols like the laughing Buddha, the statue of saints, including statue of infant Jesus, statue of Mother Mary. If you make statue of Jesus himself and put it in your house, Jesus is not going to be there in that statue. Demon is going to be there in that statue. Demon gets easily attracted by objects. You know, you may say that I don't worship those objects. It's all just kept there. But remember, those objects are worshipped somewhere else. And demon knows that. It is an object of worship. Wherever we see an object of worship, demon comes and sits behind it. You know, I heard the demons telling that from its own mouth. Where you are coming from? I am coming from something which is sitting in the showcase. I am residing behind that object. I am just there. And you remove that object from your house? That brings deliverance in our lives. Objects, some of the pictures, some of the wall hangings. Now, all that we need to have is the word of God in our house. Nothing else, no pictures. I don't want to keep my father's pictures out there and light a candle. I'm sure a demon is going to come and sit over there. I don't want to put the picture of anybody there. I don't want to put even my picture there. I want the word of God to be written in my house. Demon gets easily attracted by objects. And you know what? Demons, they know very well. That if there is an object kept there, even though we don't worship that, but it, since it is worshipped somewhere else in some other part of the country, the demons knows that it can come and sit there. How the demon knows? Let's turn to Exodus chapter 20. Demons, they know the word of God. They know the scriptures. But they don't have the revelation. Exodus chapter 20. I'm going to tell you in a moment how demons know that demon can have a hold of our lives the moment they see an object. Exodus chapter 20, And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other God before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. God has very, told, very clearly he told that we will not make any card image of any which resembles any of the objects in the heaven, above the earth, and beneath the earth. The moment we have these kind of objects in our house, demons come and sit and have a hold over our lives. 
And when the presence of demon is there, the God's presence is taken out. And the devil claims ownership, not just that object, but it claims the ownership of our entire house. And no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we give, no matter how much we serve God, nothing will happen. Why? Our prayers cannot go above because we have demons sitting within our own house, maybe behind that image, maybe behind that picture. Number two, the second way the demons get attracted, demons get attracted by sound. Certain rhythm, a certain repeated strumming pattern, certain beats are very attractive to demons. Why? Because that's what is done in some other part of the nation. That beat is often repeated and demon is very well pleased and demon will manifest if we play that beat. We need to be careful what we do even in the presence of God. What kind of beat and what kind of rhythm we use in the presence of God. You know, that's why it is very important what music we play at home. It is very important even, you know, what, what sound is directly flowing into our eardrums from the mp3 players and from the iPods. It is very, very important. It's not about the music. It is not about the beat. It's not even about the words at time. Most of the time it is important who is singing that song. It is important whether that singer is anointed and the motivation for that song. Why he is singing that song? Is he singing that song to become popular? Is he singing that song to sell his CD? Or is he singing that song just to praise God? It matters if he is not anointed, it's not going to have any effect in our lives. We need to listen to the songs of people who are anointed. We need to listen to the songs of people who are singing that song, not for money, but to praise God. Demons get easily attracted by sound. Thirdly, demons get attracted by smell. The incense that are offered to idols. If we use the same incense in our homes, demons are very happy to come and sit there. Because they like that flavor. They like, like, like those, those smell. You know, we cannot compromise. Because we are living in such a time that we need to do things for God. And we need God's blessing in our lives. It is time that we need to identify those things in our lives. And time that we need to get away, get rid of those things. And if our lives are not clean. If we have unforgiven sins within our lives. Demons, the devil takes ownership in our lives. If we have bitterness within our hearts, if we have hatred, sometimes we are not able to forgive somebody. You know, demons will get a hold of us. Demons and the spirits of the enemy will get a hold of us. And today God is telling us as we listen to this sermon, as we study from this miracle that Jesus took, Jesus had nothing in common with the devil. So the second step for the miracle on the day, Jesus had nothing in common with the demon, with, with, with the devil. That's the reason the devil told Jesus, what have I to do with you? I don't have anything in common. I know that the moment you speak a word, I need to get out of this place because I don't have anything in common. Thirdly, what Jesus said, let's turn to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 verse 29. Scripture says, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. He had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Luke chapter 8 verse 31, if you can read the next, next two verses, or verse 31. The spirits, the demons, they begged him that he would not command them to go into the base. 
You know, demons cannot be cast out by pleading to the demons. Have you seen some people praying over the demon? Demon, can you please go away? Demon, can you please get out of this person? And they are not going to go away. You know, we cannot really plead or beg the demon, can you please leave this person? You know, have you seen some of the people who are tormented by the demon? They are tortured by the demons. And we cannot go and plead the demon what Jesus did. Jesus commanded the demon to get out. You know, according to James 4.7, we don't have time to read there. According to James 4.7, we need to submit to God and what we need to do? We need to resist the devil. We need to resist the devil. We need to command the demon to come out. And if you need to command the demon to come out, we need the authority. You know, when we talk about demons, we don't need to be possessed with the demon, but we have the influence of demons in our lives, in our attitudes. In the way we think, we are influenced by demons most of the time. The words we speak, the negative words, the discouraging words, always negative, always discouragement. It is a spirit of demon which is within us who is speaking that. We need to identify those works of the devil in our lives and we need to come out of it. And how do we come out of it? We need to know the authority that God has given to us. Let's turn to Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus has given us authority. We need to realize that authority. And once we know the authority, once we know that we don't have anything common with the demon, and once we have Jesus within our lives, you know, God has given us ultimate authority to the church today. And he said in Mark 16, 17 and 18, Mark 16 and 17 and 18, and these signs will follow those who believe. What are the signs? In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Now God expects us to have control over the demon. God doesn't want us to be controlled by the demon. But instead God wants us to take authority of the influences of the evil in our lives. One simple illustration, one woman, one day, she was very in a very uh, urgent manner, she was just getting out of her house her little dog came running behind her and she got out of the house and the dog came the little puppy came running behind her and she said she just took that puppy in her hand and she said she just rubbed its head and said I'm going for my work please don't come just go back okay she went and put that puppy back in the house and again she walked out it followed Again, he followed. She said, Don't, didn't I tell you that I'm in a hurry to go to work? Can you please go back? And it went back. Again, she tried to get out of the home. It came followed. But this time, third time, she turned back and she raised her voice in a commanding way and told, go back. I'm telling you, go back. With a commanding nature and the dog went back. And exactly that's how the devil behaves in our lives. He wants us to command. The moment we command, we take authority in the name of Jesus and we command. Now when we pray at times, maybe we feel that it is an influence of the devil. We need to pray over our lives. We need to pray over somebody commanding the devil to come out of their lives. Not stop influencing their lives. 
So demons are to be commanded in order to come out. And as we take authority in the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus, demons will be cast out. On the day when Jesus walked into the village of Gadarenes, this man who was possessed with thousands of demons, he came running to Lord Jesus Christ. And as soon as he saw, the demons realized that it was Jesus. And they also realized that there is nothing common between Jesus and the demons. And moment Jesus commanded, the devil came out of that man. And today God, as we started this service, God has made us so strong. We are not defeated. We need to take that mindset away from our lives because we are support. We have the word of God which is telling us that we are victors. We need to take courage. We need to take control over all the evil influences in our lives. And this morning I pray that the Lord God may help us to identify those evil influences in our lives and to get out of them so that we will have a victorious life as we continue to live on this earth. Let's close with a word of prayer. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.